Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Question Possible Answer. Uh, just a little update since the last episode. I feel like things have gone a lot better in the editing process. We still ran across a couple of issues, but all of those should be ironed out by now. We just didn't catch them until after we recorded and we ran out of time to re-record, so we just worked with what we had. But things are getting better. Uh, continue to send your feedback and everything. Uh, so I guess, uh, without postponing, uh, what you're wanting to hear, I guess, uh, I'll just end this little intro bit right here and, uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Intro music next episode. All right. And welcome back to the second episode of question possible answer. I'm Jesse. I'm Phil. And hopefully we're back with better sound quality and editing should hopefully go smoother than first episode because god damn that was rough. Hey man, that was all on you. Yeah, it was. Um, trying things a little bit different this time. Upgraded the microphone. Different editing software being used also. Also going to try to cut back on the language just a little bit because... Were we really that bad? I mean... Editing around some of it became a pain to where there were complete segments that were unusable because either quiet spots or just quiet to a bunch of nonsense that didn't really come full circle because I may have had a little bit more than I needed to when it came to drinks. I mean, that's half the fun, though. So, I mean, a lot of it was unusable, but... <laughs> I, so, I, I thought you were referring to, like, profanity-wise. I mean, there was some spots of profanity also because my mom did hit me up and was like, hey, your brother wants to listen to it. And I was like, eh, it should be okay. And then in the editing phase, I had that in the back of my mind of knowing that a 12, 13-year-old is going to, you know, so just trying to do that. I was like, all right, um, some of it still made it through the episode, but not as much. Um, so that was that episode. Also, to start things off this episode, uh, last episode we had talked about Sifo-Dyas, and you had mentioned that he was Qui-Gon's master. Something like that. Uh, I, someone reached out, uh, a friend of the podcast, we'll call him uh, Stephen, corrected. That is incorrect. He was not Qui-Gon's master. Um, he mentioned more. I don't have all of that information right now. But thank you for reaching out and let, and correcting us on that information like we requested. Um, so Hey, all I know is what I've seen in the movies, and that's only because of you. Right. So, I mean, so... Uh, on to this episode, we are going to be discussing Indiana Jones. At Dr. Least, Jones! Yes, at least the first three movies. Um, I don't think we're going to jump into Crystal Skull just yet. We might just wait for the next movie to come out and see where life takes us. Fair enough. Um, so let's start things off here. Um, here's a question. Possible answer. His whip, how much weight can it hold? Well, and, and what I mean by that is, in a couple of scenes throughout the series, we see him just, I'm not going to say brainishing it nonchalantly, but just taking it, throwing it around a weak old tree limb, or, an example, a weak lamp chain. Well, uh, just no, hanging no. in a cave, something really fragile, just whipping it around, and then just jumping into it and swinging it. 
no problem, no restraint, no worry in the air. There was that. There was the um, uh, telephone wire and the third one where him and his dad swing. At least I think it had his dad. Um, I, I know. No. I, I know his dad's in the third one. I don't remember that scene specifically. I could have swore he swung with someone, but I don't remember who. But but but, but regardless, he he's on. He's using. I'm going to assume that's the same whip he found as a child that we see in the flashback. So that's going to put the whip at twenty years old, thirty years old on a on a minimum. You know, on a minimum and and heavy use. I I don't think it would be the same whip just because of the amount of use. I I would say that except I don't see much visual difference between the whips. Then again. It's back early 30s. True. There, there's not going to be much of a difference in manufacturing process. I mean, a, a lot of that stuff was bare bones, necessity, standard style kind of stuff. I, I do know that during the filming process of the Anna Jones, they used three separate whips. There was the one that is your, you know, your standard sound quality, you know, all that. Uh, they had a special one that was just for, like, the prop on his hip whip. And then there was an actual one that was specifically made for him to swing on. That would get, you know, tied into place and all that. And that's one reason why he never had to test them is because... Right, and and I'm not trying to question the quality of the stunt rope used. But yeah, just, Just like how the podcast, the way we run things is... Yeah. Ignore canon... And the logical reasonings were just so. Uh, assuming from canonical, canonical, how do you say that? Can canonical, canonical. Can, can, canonical uh, I mean, cr- uh, cr- chronological. I guess no, that's not right. No. That, that's time based. But yeah. yeah, based off of canon, based <laughs> off of canon. Um, assuming it all is the same whip. Okay. Um. On a minimum, that thing's got like a, a test pool rating of you know like three hundred pounds. On a minimum, now w- one thing that I've always wondered and all that, and I don't have <clears throat> an exceptional amount of uh, bull whip experience, but it's it's how he'll latch it onto something, swing across, do a small flick of the wrist, and then it's fucking free again. And you put your faith in that thing right oh and not even the fact that i mean i've seen some videos on youtube tiktok uh, late night you know yeah bullwhippus being the guest or whatever it is you know i've seen a few videos i'm not an expert by any means but even in those videos some you know they have to warm up each time and they're doing some practice shots and even then they'll miss their one shot that they do and have to redo yeah every single time this archaeologist who's not an adventure you know he's not an adventurer by his own title. He's a studier of sorts. He's a scholar. He's an archaeologist and a professor. Yes, yes. He's not a circus performer or a lion tamer. Yeah. You know, yeah, he uses the whip, but he's not... I'm having trouble finding the right word for it, but, you know, it's not his everyday thing. He's not an expert at it, as much as you would claim. From a D&D... And he's... Yes. From a D&D standpoint... This gentleman would be proficient with whips. I don't know how he would claim expertise in it. I mean, it could just but be a side trait from his 
backstory and all that. I yeah, mean, but let's just say this is a character that was created from two other characters choosing to copulate. I mean, that's exactly what it was. And, and, and so by a mix of stats from childhood, you know, they groomed this child. Well, he's supposed to be like Alan Quartermain's grandson, if you know who that is. Um, I'm, I'm, I do not. So Alan Quartermain um, actually will take you to... Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, as well as, I, I believe it's Marvel Comics, it could be DC. I, I know there was a comic book base of Al, Alan Quartermain. Um, and that was an early 1900s, um, not necessarily like superhero, I don't think. I never read the comics, I just know they exist. Um, but that's that's more getting off topic. I'm, I'm on a tangent. Um, oh, nice. Um, well, that's, that's in the future. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do, I do have a question because you brought it up. Okay. Uh, but I, I sure pray to whatever Lord above that you pray to that I have a possible answer. Okay. So the, the question is, at what point does an archaeologist be an archaeologist versus a grave robber? How long does a person have to be dead to, for, for it to be archaeology? Well, I, I really think that that question gets answered by another question. And what is the question? And that question is... It, it involves, you know, what, what is the difference between grave robbing and archaeology? So, I actually did look this up. Here, there, there's your informational thing. Um, I looked it up, like, three weeks ago. Um, so, in essence... The, the difference between grave robbing and archaeology does not come down to a time period, as one would expect. It is the purpose behind it. An archaeologist, they are there to educate, whereas a grave robber is there for personal gain. Now, the problem I have with Indiana Jones okay, is that he spends a lot of his time saying things belong in a museum. He gets paid by the museum for his findings. Which I, It's not necessarily an educational thing for him there. Well, no, but he, I mean, he, he's a, I want to say he's a major of archaeology professor. He at, is. At, 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 I want to say he's tenured, too. Otherwise, how could he skip out? Yeah. He, he's a tenured professor of archaeology and history. But I, I want to say, at least the way that cinema has made me believe professors were in that time period, a lot of them held professions related to their teachings, and yeah. they were part-time teachers. So I could see him being an archaeologist. But he gets paid by the museum to bring back artifacts and antiquities. Um, and when that's basically you know how the uh, British Museum got 90% of their shit. I mean, I want to say that's how Thames worked in the movie The Mummy. I mean, yeah. Which questions in that also, but not at this time frame. That's a later episode. So, um, well, that's that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, that's completely yeah, different. Yeah. But yeah, so um, so uh, archaeology versus grave robbing. Yeah. Um. Now, so we we see it in the the third one. Whenever he's young, Indy, there's the the cross. That he finds and all that, and he, he's trying to save it from so-called grave robbers and all that, and, you know, 
keep it out of a private collection. Right. I, I want to say at that time frame, he calls it grave robbing. I might be mistaken, but I want to say there's some. Yeah. Um. But so, so there's the cross. Maybe it's because they. That, that's the difference. The grave robbers aren't careful with it. They're not preserving artifacts, so therefore it's not archaeological. So, but by maintaining the preservation, you're being archaeological. So that's the difference, but it doesn't answer. But you, you, you can't always do that because uh, in, in archaeology, you'll end up with a full excavation site and all that, where you have to basically destroy the whole site to learn about the people that were there before. So uh, uh, that's, I believe that's kind of what's happening in for like Pompeii and all that. Um, I'm not 100%, I'm not an archaeologist, and I'm not even up to date on, you know, Grecian times here. Um, but that's that's what I believe is happening. Um, now, because <laughs> years later and all that, and they, they, they it goes from young Indy to older Indy, and they're on the boat and toss him in the seas, and he's after that same cross to put it into a museum and all that. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that is for an educational purpose. I think that is more for a personal purpose, which in my mind would be more of a grave robbing aspect. As a young Indy, it might have been archaeology. As an older Indy trying to take it, it's it's past. But in regards to the cross, that item isn't in an archaeological site location. Anymore. At that point, that's just straight up theft. That's that's true. That was a that was the first piece that ever caught my attention. That's you know that's my item of you know that is my to to pull a quote that belongs in a museum. Exactly. That belongs in a museum, and I know it because I had it in my hand at one point, so I need to get it there. That was a personal vendetta. On a side note, I'm also going to get paid by said museum to put it in there. True. Um, but to try to answer your question, the time frame between, you know, when is grave robbing become archaeology? I'm going to say 300 years. 300 years. So... And... You also have to throw in, it can't just, it's not archaeology if it's a, a graveyard or something. You know what I mean? Like, archaeology, I feel like, is also like, you know, not, not like the pyramids. That's not a graveyard. That's a giant, ceremonious, you know, mummification and ceremonies held. That That's not grave. Now, they would be grave robbing if it was so done and you broke in. Two weeks after and blah blah blah, but yeah. we 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 couldn't do an archaeological archaeological dig site on our founding fathers. If you could find bits of territories that had been overgrown by Earth itself, that have been reclaimed, and so you have something to dig into better, to find better yet hints of the olden days. Better yet, as a Native American. Okay. Oh, there's so much Native American land, though, that you don't need to... Like, that's not graveyards. To... But we do have Native American grave sites. Yes. We do. Are those archaeological dig sites? I'm or is that no. grave robbing? I'm going to say that's grave robbing. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not going to argue with now, that. Now, now, I'm not saying... Now, at that point, you're also crossing the... 
spiritual boundary of do you want to disturb ancient Native American spirit? We, we've all watched the movies with the TVs that the kids fall into. And we wonder why, you know, 2021 is, you know, garbage. Right. But uh-huh. I, I'm not saying you can't study the gravesite. But if it's at the gravesite, that's where it belongs. I, I I also now if you're at a ceremonious chamber or something you know and it's not where the bodies are that can be artifacts I, and I, taken back to the museum. I I also do feel that it must come from a position of respect for what you're messing with because if you're just an ar- archaeologist, and, and I, I have giant air quotes going here, and you show up at, at uh, a dig site and all that, and you're just doing doing it and all that and don't have a care. And I wouldn't think an archaeologist would have that kind of point of view because I feel like they would be very passionate about their work um, versus, you know, someone who is trying to be not only respectful of the culture that is currently existing in that spot, but as well as how that past culture lived, if that makes any sense. I was not expecting this to go down such the tangent that it did. Um, let's try and rein this in here. Um, a dead spot. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so to get us, I mean, that we still, I mean, so what would you say? You know, answer your own question. Oh, my own question? Yeah, you know. Um, so, so to give it to you, you know, what's the time frame between it being grave robbing and archaeology? Well, again, according to the definition, there isn't a time frame. Um, and I, I, I can kind of see that. It, it, it all boils down to motive at that point. Uh, are, are your motives for bettering society or are your motives for personal gain? And... I could go down a whole philosophical tangent on that because motives are motives, and I mean, watch the Good Place and you'll be fine. I mean, I I, I want to say it is on my list of movies to rewatch. Uh it's a series, movies, series, same thing. I mean, I, it's it's really good. I've got I, I've got a lot of things on my list. It's hard to keep track of. Ah, anyway, uh, I believe you have a question, sir. Um. So this one was, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Stephen commented about uh, slight corrections on our first episode. And uh, I had also asked in the Facebook group for suggestions on what people would <coughs> uh, ask about the Indiana Jones series. And in a side conversation I had with him outside the group, I, he had mentioned the uh, theory in the first movie, which I hadn't planned on us discussing, but he raised a question that made me want to bring it up. And that theory was, uh, you know, if Indy had not gotten involved in the first movie, would events still have happened the same? You know, there's been that whole discussion. And I completely agree that things still would have transpired. Sure, events would have been a little different, but ending the same. But his question was, what if he hadn't been involved in the events of the second movie either, or the third? So, and and here here's my answer. Okay, um, the second one I, I can't really speak of as a much. 
I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I, I watched so it not, yesterday just to try. I'm, I'm not the most well-versed in it. But if you were to remove Dr. Jones from either the first, the third, or even the fourth movie, I would go so far as the fourth, um, the villains would still perish of their own accord. And the whole reason I say this is in the first movie, they take the art to the to an island, not to Germany, but to an island. Right, because because okay. Indy, Doctor Jones, and his team that he had were not involved in their decisions at all to go that route. No. They asked the questions and answered it themselves. On do we want to do this? No, let's test it first. Yes, all of that was them. So that means the Ark would have made it to the island. They would have opened it up. Everyone there would have died. The only difference would have been. That the Ark stayed there. And yes. it would not have made it to Area 51, I believe they took it. Something like that. You know? So, there, there's that. The second one, I, I... I have issues with the second one just because... One, three, and even four, to an extent, still touch on a sense of historical realism. Yeah. Number four, because it's kind of hard to believe, you know, the aliens, but, you know, to that full extent, Look, it's, a, all... it, it's a little stretched, but they still touch on, I want to say they touch on the original landing and stuff, and they find a way to tie it all in. It's, that, that, I've, that, only, that, I've only seen it once. That's that's just the history channel with ancient aliens. That's, yeah, all, that's yeah. all that is. You know, but, but so it's higher on my list than number two, because, yeah, I mean, I love the Kali Ma scenes and, and the train ride, or whatever you want to call it, that you get in the tunnels. Yeah. And all, but it's... That 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 was more fantasy than yeah. I needed for indie. And see, that's that's kind of a reason why I'm not the biggest fan of the second one. So I, mean, I love Short Round. I love Willie May. I believe her character's name is. The, his his uh, you know love the, interest. In yeah, that yeah one. you know his companions for that for that movie. Yeah. Now, in, in the third one, okay, so. Say they kidnap, um, senior, um, Doctor Henry Ford, senior. Yeah. Or sorry, Doctor Henry Jones. Yeah. I was thinking Harrison Ford. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Henry, well, so, you know. I, I, I got you. <laughs> now, uh, so they they kidnap him. They 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 get the journal, all that. They they follow the clues. They get led there. Um, they they still make it to the cave. Now, sure. They can send people. I mean, there's there's a good chunk size army in there, and all I say that it's more like a squadron ish, couple elements of you know people. Surely that's enough to go through every glass to find out which one's the right one. Right, but, but the trial and error on that, the, just getting to that point alone, they they I were mean, having cause, issues because they had three trials to. Either the cup was the third trial, or there were three trials, and then you choose the cup. There, there I, I, I don't remember. There were three trials, and then and you then, choose and the And then cup. you choose. And they lost about half their population just trying to get through the first Right, just trial. getting through the first three. So without... Just the first now, trial. Now, 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 granted, I'm not saying... you know There could have been some... Depending on how the army chose to approach the situation. You know, if you go to maintenance group four and say, Hey, guys, I need your squad to go take this test. Take some time and research. Yeah, you might have that one D and D nerd that is like, "Where are we going?" All right, hold on, let me pop up Google. 
Granted, this isn't in the time of Google, but... I mean... Let me open up the Britannica Encyclopedia. Let me take a look at this damn journal with all the fucking hints in it. Right, you know, like, you might find that one guy. So there's a chance that it might have taken them longer. Okay. But they still would have made it. Yeah, so so through through brute force at some point Eventually they would make it, but then their forces would be so diminished. So, at the end... They still have to face the knight, and don't get me wrong, the knight's going to fall. I mean, he, he's a pushover. Yeah. Monty Python could beat him. <laughs> still. But then then you have to choose your grail, okay? And there were easily 500 grails to choose from, I want to say. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give around 250. Okay, yeah. I'll give around 250. So, there's still trial and error, and you're only getting one chance per person. And I'm I'm sorry, but my preservation of life Whenever the first person drinks and dies, I'm like, no. At that point, you're literally going to have to shoot me. I mean, okay, so let's say you're... So, do you think they've... Well, I get... So, you, so what, what, would they have still succeeded? Uh, what, what, would you call it a success? Because eventually they're going to find it. So, But it, the it, person that finds it... I don't remember how they find out. Is it the knight that tells them that he can never leave? Yes, the knight tells them that you can never leave because if you leave, then you lose the properties of uh, you. Right now, so if you notice, I, I, I couldn't remember if that was a note in his journal or if that was actual nope, verbatim. That, that that was the knight. Now, whenever you cross the seal and all that, right? Because it was a good call it a three by three. Yeah, maybe a six. Yeah, so you, you cross the seal, the temple starts to crumble and all that, and that's whenever they fall with the cup, etc., etc. Cup falls down, blah, 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 is lost to the world, unfortunately. Okay? I still think that would have happened. Um, I, I also think in, and I'm going to transition to the Crystal Skull, Okay. okay, so the... The only reason I was going to avoid it was because I've only seen it once, and I don't recall it very well. I just remember digital ants or monkeys or some type of creature in the beginning of Stampede sorts. I think it was ants. Yeah, and uh, then obviously you get Shia as the son, which I didn't have an issue with, yeah, honestly. Yeah, he actually was pretty good on that role. Um, but Not but, a fan of the actor itself, but the role was good. So... The only reason I'm going to include it is because it's another valuable point. So, say the uh, Russian military does make it to the Temple of the Crystal Skull and all that, and they get there. Well, the doctor herself asks for the power and the knowledge and all that stuff, and then basically gets obliterated. Right, so it still would have it, happened. You could have removed Indy from, I don't from remember those how, three movies. I don't remember how involved he was in the decision-making of that. I don't remember if he was just trailing behind the whole time, trying to play catch-up like he does in... Because so, in one, he spends a good portion trying to get Marion back. Yeah. So he's playing catch-up and just following the trails the whole way. Yeah. The, 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 the third one, it, it's more of an active participation and all that. And I remember then, that, but I don't remember Crystal Skull's involvement the, very the, well. The, the fourth one and all that, so he he's enlisted for help to get Oxley and all that, um, which is where they run to Merriam and all that down in South America. And Which, sidebar, how is it that of 
out of all the characters from the first three movies, granted it's been, what was it, 20, 30 years? Something like that. Between the movies? Between the making of the movies, at least? Yeah. How is it Mirian is the only callback character they get? I mean, I don't know. Like, we're Short Round. Short Round was the star of Temple of Doom. You're not wrong. I, I like out of all. I'm, I I want to say I think we get his professor friend again. Maybe I I really do not remember Crystal Skull so, at all except for Mirian as the. So in because I know he appears in the first two at least. Maybe even in. You you, you get Oxley who's in the first. I know he's in the third, and he's in the fourth. That's the. Uh, he, he kind of look. Is that the guy that's always kind of just there in one scene or in a couple of scenes, just quiet and standing? Kind of, sort of. He, he, he's more like a. He, he's a uh, professor. Always like wears a hat and stuff. And yeah. And then in the, the the first and the third one, you get, I think it's Pollock, uh, which is the um, Middle Eastern gentleman and all that who helps with the dig site. He's also the one that. that Got the I think it was horses or camels and all that in the third mm-hmm. one. Bullock. Bullock. Yeah. Um that, that the, the only reason I remember that one so well was because uh recently IPC did a uh celebration of indie episode. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I call it. Uh the first movie recently turned four. But yeah, so uh so they just recently celebrated. Yeah. And uh so they spent a whole episode dedicated to Indy, and they spent a lot of time dissecting the first movie. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of why I didn't want to touch on the, if Indy hadn't gotten involved in the first movie so much, because they spent a good portion on that. But the other two, they didn't really touch on very much. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, uh, the the first, the third, the fourth, I think all, all the, the whole climax and resolution on all three of those movies, if you were removed Indy from each one of those scenarios... It still would have played out in the same ending of sorts. Um, a little bit less or more death, depending on decisions made. Yeah. Um, but Especially I mean, depending on how he decides not to get involved. Was it them coming to him and him turning them down instead of him accepting in the movies? Or was it they never approach him and they go and approach someone else and they completely cause a fallacy of yeah. the situation? You know? All of that could be major. Oh, yeah. So, But that also leads into, because uh, we discussed Short Round just a little bit, his companions, how things would have been different if we had Short Round for all three movies, or if we had Mirian for all three movies, or Mirian, Willie, Mirian, or, you know, if things would have been different just in any of his companionships, or, or how he treated them, kind of, you know... First movie, she's underage, and that whole relationship. How things would have been different if that never happened. Yo, well, mud wouldn't be around, that's for sure. True, but that wasn't really part of that question. I was more <laughs> thinking, um, would she? It's let's say if they hadn't, you know, they still knew each other. Let's break into the first movie with Marion to break down that relationship. Whenever she, let's say, he wasn't. That type of person and that relationship never happened, but they still knew each other and they were still family friends or whatever, you know. Yeah. The standard, normal relationship. 
relationship used lightly because they're you know just friendship. Yeah. And then we Not break every relationship is intimate. We, so so then we break into the first introduction at the bar. She's you know is she still the type of person that is going to sit at the bar and drink out drink people for money, and run the bar. And then. Indy walks in. Obviously, she's not going to be mad at him for incidents that have transpired because incidents never happened. Well, so, so would so would she immediately be like, "Oh, you mean this thing I carry around my neck? Here you go." And then we skip the whole movie. I I, I also I mean not the whole movie, obviously, because they still need the staff. They still need the room, but that whole event that happens because of that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really know, um, so, that, that's, that, that's a difficult question to answer, and, and that, that's, that's not really something I, I have the capability to, to answer, because I, I think that there's, there's the possibility that if they had been a pro, or if Indy had approached it as, just a friends in um, how the initial part of that relationship went and all that, um, it it would definitely have changed the whole paradigm. But at the same time, I also feel like there was a little bit more uh, more than just the relationship bad blood, but more like a, a personal, um, I don't want to say vendetta, but because of her father and how he was like a son to him and all that. And, and all he just, well, I want to say, but he just disappeared, I want to say, because of that event. They, they really don't cover that, at least from my memory of the movies. I, I, I watch them frequently, but I have very bad memory. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I do have a question. Um, chronologically, how would you place the movies? So, to my understanding, proper order is 2134. 2134. I could be mistaken, but I've always just taken it 123. I've always just taken it release order. It's always been my personal order. But I want to say, I mean, obviously you get the beginning of three first, you know, chronologically. Yeah. But I want to say proper order is 2134. So, I'm. I actually have to lean two, three, one, four. I've always felt because it was the last crusade, and that was him saying goodbye to his father. I felt like that. I mean, obviously that's ruined because now we have the current sequels and stuff. Yeah, but originally, you know, that was the end of an era, and I've lost my father. I'm hanging up my hat and my whip. Well, and, and, and so I'm glad we can agree on two, because two, him, him being over in that area would make a, a nice sense for um, at least the, I want to say the beginning of three, or sorry, the beginning of one. Um, I, I do want to say that we have a character death in one, and we see that character again in in two. I might be mistaken, 
Again, I, I feel like, I, I, or I, some type of character event that tells you. Yeah. Well, no, because well, no, the opening of one, they mention a character, but we see that character dead in the cave in the beginning. Yes. Like, before the temple, which I want to say that's the character that's been announced for the new movie that's filming currently. Uh, I'm not I, up to date on that. I, I, I've only seen a little bit, and it's been a while since I've read it, but I want to say that character's coming back so we know, at least for a flashback or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So chronologically, yeah, I mean, in my mind, I don't know why to me, but it makes a lot more sense in my mind for Temple of Doom to happen first. It, it, he, even just watching the movie, he, he looks younger in, in that movie. So th- there's that, and then, so, and I forget, how exactly does one start? Does it start with? One starts with. They're, they're in the bar already, aren't they? No, no. Yeah. One starts with the ball and the That's going right. through the ca- the tunnel system. That's whenever you know they go in there and. That's right. You have the he's talking to somebody, and they talk about his. Did you know this professor, was he a friend of yours or something? And he's like, not really a friend, more like a competitor. Yeah. And then two trials in where they're not real trials, they find the competitor in the wall. Yeah. Type thing. And then he gets the treasure and the ball happens and all that. So. So that's how one starts. Two starts with. Two starts. They're. they're with, with, with the dance sequence or the music sequence. Yeah. Um, and the uh, give me the diamond and I'll give you this or something and poison. Where, where was the rolling boulder scene at? Uh, I don't remember where that takes place. It always kind of gave a South American vibe, though. See, that's kind of what I was feeling. But I... Like a far South American. You know, I, I I don't know why. I don't know if that's because Jurassic Park kind of, well, not even, hold on. Rewind, rewind. I would say just like lower South America. I don't know why, but it just always kind of gave off that South American vibe. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I... I do, I do feel like it was South America, but I don't, I don't remember what brought Indy to the Himalayas. Where, uh, when, that was two, wasn't it? Himalayas. Well, two, he went from I think it was Shanghai to India, but one, he starts off in possibly. Oh, 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 the Himalayas scene is in one. Yeah, it's like really, talking about the plane and the using the life raft or something. No, uh, the the bar scene with Miriam. I want to say that's in the oh, Himalayas. He's going there because the professors get together and they have the talk, and he agrees to do the thing, and that's where they learn about the headpiece to the staff of Ra. That's right. And he's like, "I know somebody. Let me go talk to him." And she happens to have the st- the headpiece around her neck as a necklace, and she says, "No, no, come back tomorrow because I said so." And then all hell ensues, and 
So some ah, uh, that that brings grievance to me. I I I love the characters in the movie, but how can one be so self-empowering and still so weak at the same time? I I don't want to say weak, but just like like the way that they chose to do the female companions in this series of movies, at least the first two. All we hear from Willie May, at least in number two, is constant whining and Andy, the classic cry line, and the, what are you doing? What are you doing? What if we do? If you would just be quiet and give me a minute to think. Well, he, he, even Dr. Schneider was, was that way. Was he? She. Was she? Well, Dr. Dr. Helga Schneider? Which was she was in... she was the blonde in the third one, okay. So because oh oh okay yeah, um, she she played hapless, but she she also was German and very powerful because she was working for the Führer. Um, but I so 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 here's the question to kind of go off that little previous tangent and keep it in realm of questions, so we're not just. I, I, I don't want to say bashing the movies because I'm I'm not trying to. I love the movies. But here's a quote. What if they were better? What if they were self-sufficient and more active and just... I'm going to... You know, what What if... I mean, because... Okay, so Miriam, for example... I, I don't feel like Miriam was a, a helpless victim. There were a few scenes like she, that she, she took it towards the end in the hole. Like, like leaving up to all of that, she was great. She took care of herself, but she does get stuffed in the basket. And there's that whole chase sequence in the plane. And help me, I'm stuck in this pie glass window that's obviously flexible. But that's just from watching the movie so many times and seeing that that's plastic and not real glass. I surpass because it's yeah, old. But, uh, I mean... But, but... They still, for, for that little sequence, you know, for her character, I feel like, because it's almost a throwaway line in the bar scene. She talks about going around with her father and adventuring and exploring. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to include the sequence in the baskets and stuff and her being carried away. I'm not even going to count that because that's a whole discussion on its own right now. But you get to the end... He's in the hole. He screams up, of, won't you come down here? I'll show you. And they throw her in the hole. From that point on, she turns into damsel in distress. And because of that throwaway line earlier, she should... She's been subjected to those scenarios before. I... Maybe not the extremes of the enemy has guns above you. and I, like, I, I accept that emotional stress. But the fears that she gets while exploring the tombs and stuff like that, she should be accustomed to, and that should be normal to her. So I I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, but at the same time, at least from my recollection of watching and all that, I, for the most part, don't feel like she, she portrayed a hapless victim in, until she was... Well, I, I, physically and emotionally abused, you know, by being basically, you know, I want, I'm not going to say almost killed, but put in 
that's a very she's been kidnapped. She's been put in a traumatic situation. That that's gonna change people. Yeah, for but it. she's been through that before as a kid with her past experience with Indy. She's been through traumatic experiences. That that doesn't mean that it's not gonna pop up I, and I, as an issue. True, but I'm I'm not saying that she was hapless. Uh, not Miriam. Willie, yes. Willie, one hundred percent. Schneider, it, but it, but like Willie came across in the beginning very self empowering. But at the very beginning, she also came off very whimsical, dim-witted, yeah. versus Marion, who just at times, she should know in these moments not to constantly be going, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? We should be... Those, not necessarily I'm in trouble moments, but the... I've been in this scenario before. I know the rip is being the the dress is being ripped in order to use it for flame source. Yeah. The I know that he's not purposely leaving me here to do this. It's you know, because my dad used to do this. I was twelve. Well that childhood moment to me stands out for events. And, and so I I'm 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 gonna circle us back to the very beginning. I think this is goes into a different style of archaeology. I feel like her dad was more of a purist archaeologist as compared to Indy, who has more of a grave-robbing rogue style to him. Um, I Because she... Roll it back one. Roll it back. Um, I, 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 I feel like um, because her father and all that was a more I forgot how I had this set a second ago. You threw me off. I'm sorry. But I mean I, I could pause it and roll it back here to Yeah, pause it, roll it back. Okay. Alright. So I I feel like her father had more of a and I'm gonna say classical in a uh sense, more of a um a a, a better base on archaeology, whereas uh Indy's version is more of that grave-robbing rogue form of archaeology that we, we talked about in the very beginning. Yes, he wants to put things in a museum, but at the same time, it's it's not so much for the education of the purpose. I, I see it more, he views it as, this is my skill set because I knew this person, this is where I learned this from, and this is how I get my paycheck. Whereas, and, and I don't remember, I, I feel like Oxley was Miriam's father. But I'm not 100% on that. I could be wrong. Please correct us in, in the comments and forums and all that. But I feel like Oxley was the, the, the father. Um, and so he he presents more of a, a classic form of archaeology, archaeology where it is for that select educational purpose. He's not in it for the money. He's trying to better the knowledge, and I feel like that's where she would have gotten her experience from and all that, and I think that's one reason that why there was a little bit of a falling out is because of the two separate styles on how they performed their craft, if that makes any sense. It does, okay. And then... uh I just lost what I had. I don't remember where I was going with it. Throw a tone in there for yourself and pause it. 
Wait, that's not the right term. I need. Um. All right, so we don't need people to tell us correct information. Uh, it's Doctor Ravenwood. Doctor Abner Ravenwood. Abner. Okay, I was thinking Abner Firth or Abner Roth. I don't know why. I think I'm getting yeah. confused with uh, Harry Potter right now. Oxley was was a very close friend of the family, who appears in the first, third, and fourth. Okay. Uh, movies, which is why he was prevalent in my head because in the fourth movie, it's. It's Miriam, it's Oxley, and it's Mud that Indy is dealing with on his side. See, what's going to end up happening is we're going to finish this episode. And, I mean, I'm still watching, uh, I'm in the middle, well, not even in the middle, first third of Last Crusade right now. Mm -hmm. And I've watched it in the past few days, but I fell asleep at one point, so I have to watch it again all the way through. It's just how my mind works. But So here's what's going to happen. We're going to finish this. And then I'll finish the movie, and then I'm going to have to watch Crystal Skull. And then I'll notice Oxley, because you've mentioned him, and he's going to stand out more. And then I'm going to get in that, hold on now, Phil said he was in 1 and 3. And even after just watching them, both of them this weekend, I'm going to have to immediately turn around and watch it again, just to get his viewpoint. So, uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, I also still have to watch The Bad Batch, and... I have so, I mean, I have to watch, uh, we still have to watch the next section of Star Wars, uh, the Marvel movie soon. I mean, th there's a list. So, so I, I, I do have a question. Okay. Okay. Possible so, answer. So, third movie. And he, and he makes it to, um, I want to say it was Venice? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, I want to say it's Venice because it has the canals and all that. So Talk about the uh, boat scene? Before the boat scene. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that sounds like Venice. They're, they're recently just past that. They're in the library, right? Yes. Okay. You're telling me that in the 200, 300, possibly longer years that this library has been in existence, they haven't renovated the fucking tile? I want to take it a step further, because this has a callback to, I believe, the first movie as well. Yes, it does. It's, it's not as much, but I'll use the first movie to counteract, because... So just to use your, the third movie to go off into what I'm about to go into, they go underground and blah, blah, blah. They come up, and they're in a public square, a, yeah. nor a normal sewer tunnel. Yeah. You're telling me in that same time frame, no one has explored... That, you, you know? Any of that? So, to take that and jump into the first movie, they find the altar, and they do the staff and the beam and all of that. Yeah. And then, uh, this is right before the airplane sequence with the spinning and the decapitation and splitting in half. Yeah. Uh, so they go through all that to find the area. And then they're still in that same segment of tunnels and caves and all that stuff at the next sequence. And they get up to this little shelter area that has cracks in it, and they just have to push out two rocks, and they just happen to be right next to their destination. And the enemy has no point who are trying to find this tunnel. I've never looked up on the horizon and been like, hey, let's move those bricks out of the way and see what's behind that wall. I mean... It's, it's the obvious answer that's the issue. 
But so, like, obviously, it's just there for story purposes, so we have an easy point. But at the same time, yeah, close your gaps. Well, so we we also have this this group that is in in charge of protecting the Grail and all that, and they're they're charged with it, and they take it very seriously and all that. I I, I believe they're uh, they're using the Knights of the Templar for yeah. that role in this movie. Yeah, watch yourself. We're so good. But they, they didn't take any any time to uh, go back through and be like, "Hey, we know there's a clue in this area because that's how this stuff worked and all that. Otherwise, why would we be looking in this area?" And just, I don't know, tear up the tile, replace it, something. They knew where the tomb was. They had to have known where the tomb was. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have protected it because uh, any Indian. Um, oh, I lost her name. Um, the German. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name right now. Um, but <coughs> I'm all, they, I'm, I can all remember uh, Miriam and Willie right now. But they they make it down into the crypt and all that, and they're there whenever the Knights Templar show up and set fire to the, the methane deposit that's down there and burn everything out. There wasn't, an, like, how would you have known to look in this area and then not covered the tracks? Right, like, you guys are supposed to know all of this information and yet you something. leave it all out in the open? Yeah, like, I, I a, a layer of sealant is all you need. One layer, one coat. Change the tile. All they needed. Because apparently, X marks the spot. Right after all that time, why not just move this tile to the other wing? Problem solved. Change the tile. Put a carpet over it. Like, you're in a library. Tile fucking echoes. You're in Venice. Surely, you you know, you can get some nice Persian rugs to put over it. You gotta have tapestries. True. You can't have a castle without tapestries. Okay, so uh, here's a. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a uh, of another D and D moment in the end, but <clears throat> okay. So uh, here's a question for you. And, and this is a question directed at you, Dungeon Master. Okay. Uh, because, so, as we've mentioned before, and we've already mentioned D&D once in this episode, uh, in the previous episode we said uh, in most episodes we're going to have at least one Dungeon & Dragons segment. Okay. Um, so, I, I don't play much Dungeon & Dragons, and by that I haven't played any, but I'm very familiar with the game and the rules, etc., etc., Versus you, who, to my understanding, are an experienced dungeon master. I mean... The leader of the game, the person that writes the ins and outs of the story. You are the storyteller for the group, so for for those that don't understand. Look, all I do is wing it and make things work. Okay, but for those that don't understand exactly how the role of D&D is, or the game of D&D, the dungeon master is the storyteller. The other people in the game... Are the players. Well, yes and no, because technically you are the storyteller. I just make things work. 
Okay. So, it, it, the DM is the judge. They basically get to say, I mean, yeah, they, you know, there are dice rolls that help do that, but the judge gets to decide the true outcome. We're, DMs are the natural laws of the world. Okay. So, think like laws of physics, gravity, all that shit. Okay, so, which, Andy, this is the question. Which of the four movies feels like the most which one is the best D&D campaign? Which one feels most like a D&D campaign? Well, so... One and four are, are very much a one-shot campaign. Um, sorry, not one and four. Two and four are, are one-shot campaigns. One and three... One started off as a one-shot campaign, and then they, they did a repeat campaign and picked it up in the third one. That's 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 my opinion on that one, just based off character crossover and thematics. Um, now I because D and D is is telling a story, um, and I have my own personal bias here. I I have to say that I feel like the first movie has the most conducive story. Now, don't get me wrong, um, there were a few natural fails that Indy did, but there were a few automatic successes and all that. So, one thing that to me feels very D&D-like is uh, very early on in the first movie, we find out that Indy has a fear of snakes. Yeah. And he's an adventurer who goes through tombs. Tombs are, you know, in the most part, are normally filled with snakes, as we see. Yeah, I don't know why that is, though. That feels like a very conscious move made by the DM. Oh, entirely. Like, I feel like that would be... That, this is why I feel like the first movie seems like a DM thing, because out of nowhere, he gets in the plane and he looks down. He's like, oh, a snake. And then the DM's in here, oh, yeah, by the way, you're afraid of snakes. And then you get that moment in the plane of, why is this... You, know, you get a split second before he's afraid of snakes. Well, so, so in that moment is the D and D dungeon master kicking in and telling the character, "Oh, by the way, uh, you have a fear of snakes because," and he finds a loop in the backstory. So, which I believe we experience in the flashback. In the I, flashback in the third. Right. So yes, no. I, I would also state that it, it could be um, his passive perception whenever he first gets in the plane did not pick up the snake. However, he did an active. Um, perception check of the plane as the... I would like to say he rolled a nat 1, and then uh, I don't remember which class it is, but there's a class that has the ability to re-roll nat 1s. Uh, so that's that's just the lucky feat. Okay, so we um, could say he has the lucky feat because he uses that whip a lot and just kind of wings it and just succeeds. That's, that's true. So we'll, we'll say he has the lucky feat. So we'll say that was a nat 1, and then immediately re-rolled it and was like, no, this is more like a 12. And you get the response that we get now, in the movie. Now, whenever you get to the climax of the movie, uh, you got to realize that the, the Nazis, they did a low religion check, a low intelligence check, and basically failed their con save because of that. Indy had a higher religion check and intelligence check, so he knew to close his eyes. Which is why he didn't have to make the con saving throw 
Well, he also, I would also like to say that he has a higher constitution because of his scholar abilities. So, constitution is basically just being able to eat a rotten tomato. Oh, well, then not constitution, just intelligence. Uh, Yeah. Because of scholar. But also, the reason why the first movie is the best D&D one, because it would break the fourth wall. Yeah. Whenever he puts the Staff of Raw in, we get to see the overworld. We don't get to see all the little characters where they're at, but we see the dungeon table as it lays out. I do like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, and, and so the, 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 the Staff of Raw moment and all that, that, that bothers me a little bit because the, the, there are certain things, uh, like, for instance, the... Veterans Memorial and all that in DC, where the sun has to be in the perfect position. There's an Egyptian tomb um, that on the right day the sun aligns and illuminates. So here we have the Staff of Ra that, regardless of what season we're digging in, on this particular day it works. Like, I know there's a lot of different holes and all that, but depending on what day of year, it is, and which one you chose on that. You have a different distance from the sun. You're in a different point of the galaxy, so sunlight's bending differently because of the gravitational pulls and water vapors. and Not not to mention... And I want to say as time goes on... The, the stars Earth, change. The Earth is either getting farther or closer. I don't remember which. It's, but it's always getting one way or the other. Yeah. So eventually, that information is only valid for so long. Yeah. So and and, and here, this has been in this tomb for like what? 10, 10, a, a, a couple thousand. Yeah, on a million. I mean, because um, we're talking about the staff of Ra at this point. Yeah. yeah the. Yep. Uh, that's let's see the lost ark. So yeah, that would be. Yeah, a good few thousand years. Yeah, we'll call it. Five just to yeah, be conservative. Yeah, yeah, five just to be safe. So five thousand years and nothing has changed. Not only that, and, and I realize they excavated part of this, but there wasn't just something obstructing that view and all that. Like, did they have to have a demo team come in so they could get a clear shot of the sun? Like I I I do no, the, the whole big gap issue and all that that the Nazis had was because they didn't get the backside of the medallion. That, How does that work out? Because from my understanding, a medallion is solid. So, I, 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 I didn't see a bandsaw mark, you know, cutting it in half, cutting off, the, you know what I mean? Like, there was no... The, the reason they only got one half is because uh, one of the guys, it was sitting in the fire and he grabs it and it burned it into his hand. Oh, that's right. That's so right. They I'm, only I'm... had the one half. They didn't get the other half of the, okay. the image. I, I, I've been kind of binge-watching Indy, so it's hard to remember all bits and pieces. So, um, But yeah, that's really all I have. You got anything else? Um, so, um, here's a question to wrap things up. Okay. You said you're not very familiar with the newest movie. Um, neither am I. I've just seen a few reports on Facebook, and I can't any of them right now. What would you like to see for the next Indiana Jones movie? So, I... It still stars Harrison Ford. We are guaranteed to see flashbacks, I believe, 
And I want to say we get to see Ravenwood or it someone else in the movie. Like that's but like none of the actual story or the title is released yet. So I actually would like to see Shia LaBeouf reprise his role as Mud. That most likely will not happen. I I know that the, the, it received a lot of backlash and all that, um, but I I I very much would like to see that. Um, I and I say this. I, I I'm assuming this is taking place after the fourth. Um, I, there, Just, there's there, there's arguments in play for timeline reasons, but I I don't remember the arguments. I just know in shots that they have, you can see tracking dots and stuff on people's faces that show. So, yeah. So there's no verification yet of when. Okay. I want to say the character that's alive that we get to see tells us there's a flashback at least. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would like to see that um, father-son outing um, with uh, Indian Mud. I, I, I think it would be a, a better transition for it, but at the same time, I know it's not really what people would want. Um, I prefer the ones that have... I, I hate to say more of a... a religious background to them, but, I mean, the first and the third really kind of do. I mean, if you think about archaeology, there's a, a lot, lot of, of it you're finding is, it. a lot of the good stories are archaeological. Besides Jurassic Park. Yeah. But, I mean... Well, that's paleontology. Exactly. Well, archaeology, I mean... No, archaeology... It's kind of the same thing. I, I argue that because what you're doing is the same, that you can throw it in the same category, even though they are different. So you can talk about them similarly. Archaeology is more of a study of cultures through past items. Um, or is that anthropology? No, anthropology is the study of people through past objects. Archaeology is the study of the past objects. And then paleontology is the study of uh, fossils. Well... If I'm not mistaken. I could be entirely wrong. Throughout archaeology, you find fossils, so you have to do paleontology. I, I'm I'm digressing here, man. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm just trying to keep uh, my argument alive, but I, 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 I so succeed. I, but, but, but I withdraw. I, I would like to see uh, more on the religious side. I don't know what story they would go off of. Like, they've hit the grail. They've hit the um, art. What else is there? What what's another high key religious item that's this one just came to me and, and it could be interesting to see how and if they were to do it. But uh if I remember properly, there's something about Mary's washcloth or something. Okay. I, I, there's some store I don't know if you're familiar with it. Something uh, I, about I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it, I, I, there's I, something back here in my brain that's saying this was a regarded artifact of some sort because it had the perfect imprint. Or yeah. Something. So something like that, where it's you know like maybe that's just a minor role player, kind of like. Well, I guess the grill wasn't a minor player. It was the big thing, but still, it was you know it was hidden. Yeah. So I would like, you know, something like that, but I can't think of anything really. Um, but yeah. So, right, that's that's really all I got. Um uh, I guess let's uh wrap this up and send people on the way. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Question Possible Answer. Thank you for joining us in our breakdown of Indiana Jones. Uh, join us next time, where we're still unsure of what the topic's going to be, but we have a lot of possibilities in mind. Um, so to close things out, special shout-outs again to IPC, SWU, and Delayed Replay. Uh, and that's going to wrap things up. Until next time, I'm Jesse. I'm Phil. And uh, so long. All right, and uh, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Question Possible Answer. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at question slash possible answer. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at question underscore possible underscore answer. And you can email us with your own feedback and questions for future movies or anything that we've already discussed at question possible answer at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear everyone's input, your own thoughts and theories on movies that we have discussed and movies that we haven't discussed yet. Uh, if you submit something and it turns up in an episode, we will give you a shout out. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from everybody and uh, thank you for tuning in and I promise these plugs will get better as we go along. Uh, so that should wrap things up for this episode of Question Possible Answer. Tune in next time when we dive into the world of Jurassic Park. Thanks for listening.